Hello, this is Patricia Casey back again with You Can Cook Too. And for the last few weeks, I've been talking about the tricks of the trade, how to organize a supper party, you know, which guests to invite, how to pick your dishes and get the, men get the, the menu ready. But today I'm going to talk about the dinner party itself. So the day has arrived. The food is prepared and cooked and waiting for the guests to arrive. And let's hope they all arrive on time because, as I've said before, if you have something like a roast that will overcook, it can be disastrous if people are late. So hopefully that won't happen or else you'll maybe have done a casserole and it won't matter if people are a bit late. But when they come to the door and you let them in, take their coats from them. Offer to take their coats from them at least. Now, if it's very cold outside, of course, they may want to keep their coats on for a little while until they warm up. If they do, that's fine. And then in a few minutes time, ask them if they want to give you their coat. And it's handy to have the coats all in one room. So take them and put them into a bedroom out of sight because people don't really like sitting around looking at their coats uh, as if there's they're being given a hint that they need to Get, get out and get going. So take the coats from them to another room and try and keep all the coats in one room because otherwise you'll forget what rooms you've got them in. And particularly if you want to bring people into the into the room to look at them, you don't want to be traveling between different bedrooms, some of which may have unmade beds. So take the coats into the room, sit them down and offer them a drink. Now, if they've driven a long distance, like an hour, an hour and a half to get to you, you might offer them a cup of tea to begin with, just to warm them up and get them relaxed. And feel free to do that. But mostly uh, people will come from reasonably nearby. And so you can just go straight into the the, um, the beverages, the, the alcohol and non-alcohol beverages and tell the guests what you have. Don't say, would you like a drink and expect them to know what you have? Because, of course, they'll then say that they want something which you don't have. So tell them what's on offer. People like a glass of Prosecco. So if you have Prosecco, you can offer them that to begin with. If you don't have Prosecco or they don't want Prosecco, then just tell them what other drinks you have. Wine, beer, whiskey, and tell the, the people who don't drink alcohol what you have as well. Um, you should really have more than water. So you'd probably have fizzy water. You might well have orange juice. You could have the zero, zero alcohol beers that are now available and some other nice cordials that are available in the supermarkets. I discovered a nice one recently. It was a mixture of lime and mint and it really went down very well with the, the non-alcohol drinkers. If it's nice outside, you can certainly have the first drinks, the pre-dinner pre drinks out of doors. But of course, it all depends on the weather. Don't try to pretend you're on the continent when it's quite clear that you're not if it's breezy and chilly because there's nothing as awful as sitting around shivering outside trying to pretend you're having a great time so only do that if it's if it's warm enough if you've got a fire it's lovely to sit around a fire having having your drinks now in the background it's nice to have some music playing i think i don't think singing works in the background but some easy listening music um, or some, some classical music like Bach and Mozart is very relaxing. And that's what I usually play when people come and people always 
um, love it because so, it's very restful. Um, Mozart is, is very easy on the ear. People admire it. Don't have it too loud. If it's too loud, um, people will be shouting over the music. So keep it very, very gently. Try not to have um, music that's too floaty either, that sounds like um, running streams and that kind of stuff. You know, you're, you're not having an Indian head massage or anything like that. So play, have, have nice music on rather than the floaty kind of stuff. If you've got somebody in the house who's heavily into heavy metal or modern classical music, don't let them go near the CD player. Uh, because they will put on something that nobody will enjoy. People can have a drink or two before dinner. I might have thought maybe half an hour to 45 minutes at most before dinner is served. And then you can tell people dinner is served and go to the table. The seating arrangements, of course, with, with, with COVID, it's all a bit different and couples w would be sitting near each other rather than separated. But ordinarily, I would separate couples. Um, I remember being at a, a dinner party shortly after I met my husband. We were only going out about three or four weeks and we were already head over heels in love and we sat holding hands and it was, I think of it, when I, I cringe when I think of it. But anyway, we, we were sort of holding hands and <laughs> the host, the hostess um, said, um, John, do you want to sit over there pointing to the other side of the table? He said, no, I want to sit beside the woman I love. Um, well, we're still together 35 years later, but um, usually people, uh, you know, when they're at a dinner party are quite happy to sit apart. So I generally separate couples and I try to do the boy girl, boy girl thing if that's possible. But of course, if you don't have, uh, if you've uneven numbers or you have unequal numbers of males and females, that isn't going to work. But it doesn't really matter. It's nice to have people talking to people they may not know very well and getting to know them a bit. And of course, hopefully they There'd be a lot of interchange between the six or eight guests at the table. Um, when the conversation gets going, do bring shy people into the conversation. Um, if you happen to know that there's a shy person coming, you, the hostess, could sit near them so as to try and engage with them, even if they're reluctant to. You, you could bring them into the conversation very gently. Uh, and and hopefully then they they will become a bit more talkative once they get their once their confidence um, is is restored or and their shyness overcome. In terms of the topics of conversation, well, it is true. Keep away from religion and politics because as sure as eggs are eggs, a fight or a disagreement will ensue. Very rare that you can have a conversation with people of different opinions, who have different opinions on those topics without there being some acrimony. Although um, my husband and I were at a dinner party last year and subject of Brexit in England before COVID, in Scotland I should say during the festival and the subject of Brexit came up and people around the table had um, different views on it. But miraculously, people didn't get angry. It was all very genteel and polite and the disagreements weren't voiced too heavily. That was a, a very unusual and unique situation. Then 
the, when the food starts coming, people people will obviously be eating. As I said, I prefer to serve all the table on the food and let people help themselves. But that can be tricky if there isn't enough room at the table, or if 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 you're having a roast, you know, um, it's it's nice to have a roast at the table, but it also takes up quite a bit of space. Anyway, the court the food arrives, but do have a gap between the courses. Have a few minutes between each course. You, you know, you're not in a restaurant where you've got to be in and out in, in half an hour. It's going to be hopefully a meal that will last an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And so, you know, do do it slowly and plenty of time between the courses. If if you if you feel the food is not hot enough when when it's served, say so and offer to take the plates away and reheat it. There's nothing worse than being given food that isn't up to the scratch. I remember being at a dinner party once and we were served fish, we were served trout, and the trout was undercooked. And instead of taking it away and cooking it for another five minutes, because, of course, fish cooks very quickly, we were left with this blood dripping fish and it was absolutely ghastly. So if the food isn't properly cooked or more more lightly is has gone cold while it's been, you know, been served, just take away the plates and, and reheat, reheat it in the microwave for a moment. Now, in terms of the wine, Keep your eyes open for empty glasses because glasses really shouldn't be empty for too too long during the dinner party. So, you know, make sure that the glasses that people have wine and the, the beverages, whatever beverages, the, the non-alcoholic, the non-alcoholic drinkers are having, make sure that they are replenished regularly. It's easy to do so, to remember to give wine to people who are drinking, but the, the 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 people who don't drink any alcohol can often get forgotten about forgotten about um it's a good idea as well to offer people water um you, if your table particularly is small you may not have room for water glasses but some people do like water as well with their main course um i for one do so it's nice to be offered that and it can be sparkling or still it's nice to have sparkling water as well as um tap water now, when you're drinking the wine, should you use the wine the guests have brought you or the soft drinks the guests have brought you or should you keep them? Well, my husband always says drink the wine that's brought because then the guests will know that you appreciate it. On the other hand, I say, but perhaps they think that's all the wine that I have and that they've got to drink slowly and spare it. So I don't know. It's it's up to you what you do. I tend to keep the wine for myself. And if I do keep the wine and not serve it, as the guests are leaving, I thank them for their beverages and say that I'm going to keep it for a special occasion. Similarly, with the if people bring bring chocolates or after dinner, after dinner sweets or whatever, the same thing applies to use them or not to use them. So the 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 the, the food has been eaten. You may or may not have a cheese course. And then as, as the night is wearing on and maybe you're getting a bit tired, offer them tea. People do like to stay sitting around the dining room table to chat, I have to say, unless there's a nice fire going in another room, in which case you can bring them back out. But if the, if it's, you know, not the weather for fires, people do like to sit around the table um, sipping wine or soft drinks um, and chatting. And then 
when you offer them tea or coffee, bring them out to the sitting room um, or to the whatever room they were in before and offer them their tea or coffee there. And then if you want to offer them um, something like an Irish coffee, which I never do, I never serve Irish coffee, but some people do, or a brandy after drink or a port or a liqueur, do so out there along with um, the, the, the minty things. As the guests are leaving, you thank them for their gifts and as I've already said, you tell them that you will be using their wine for, for a special occasion that you and your husband are planning in the near future. So that is the dinner party. Hopefully it will all have gone smoothly without any hostilities and you will be invited back to them. They will reciprocate the invitation to you. Thank you again for listening and keep cooking.